today is calmness. When I drove into the mansion along the entrance from Beckenham Hill, the light was quite low and uh, there are oak trees bordering it. And I, I, I recognised, and I, I, I've done, I did that a couple of times this morning actually, because I, I was next to a street where I used to live. And I recognised that sometimes what we do is we don't appreciate those things that are closest to where we are. So you go somewhere else and you think, oh, this is nice, look at these trees, look at this. And then you come home again and you never look at the street that you're in with the same eyes. Well, when I say we don't, that's, that's an absolute thing, but it's very often the case that what happens is things that we become familiar with, they diminish in kind of value. And the, the, the answer to that is being present because if you're present, then you see the beauty in the things that you've have, have become a continual part of your life. And what happens is that the, the modern mind relegates them to the status of neutral and unimportant. And then life just becomes the important things. And then when you go somewhere else, you notice that beauty and then you come back to where you are and, and it goes away. So I've, as I drove up between these, and one, that's a very unusual thing to have an oak-lined road. Yeah, they, for some reason, they always choose other sorts of trees. Um, and so it, it, it's something that really struck me. And so I've been up and down there many, many times. And without being present, without actually being here, I wouldn't have noticed it. So if you're not present, you don't get to appreciate uh, your reality in quite the same way. And to get to the point where you can appreciate it isn't, isn't a thing to be gotten. So mindfulness is not a thing to be had. It's a process of discovering all of those things that are intervening in it. And right at the top of the list is the busy mind, the, the, the modern mind. And uh, it, actually our culture and our society trains us to fill our mind seemingly every single moment and it's juggling priorities and tasks and things to, to, to do and constantly going into the future and constantly going to the past and then trying to make sense of it all and, it, and it gets, it's got a big job because it doesn't make any sense, right? It doesn't, doesn't all string together. The world is not organised yeah um you know you look at you get a little bit of insight into the lack of organization when you you see something like brexit and you think oh it's a fiasco it's a disaster it's a fiasco it's a disaster but it's only because we're getting insight into the disorganization of it if you look at how politics happens for example there's disorganisation and fiasco all, all the way along the line. And the, the problem is, is that only just generally tends to trickle into our awareness post-facto, so you become aware of things after they've happened. Oh, that would have been a bit messy. This would have been a bit messy. But it isn't just about politics, it's about life. 
And the thing to recognise is this, this has, we haven't decided to live like this. Humanity hasn't got round and, and sat down and said, this is how we want to live collectively. It just happens. It's a kind of organic process. And then here we are in it. In a, in a lot of ways, it's chaotic. And trying to organise that chaos is unfortunately left to the modern mind. And the modern mind's instructed what to learn. So here are the things that you must know, and here are the things that you must do. And clearly some, of, some, some people are able to absorb the things that you must know, and other people are able to action the things that you must do. And everybody looks at other people and thinks that they're organised, and it's actually that, that you, you, the chaos only resides in your life, but it's the same for everybody. So the mind has got a big job to do to try to make sense of everything, and that's why it's constantly churning away. And then because what it's, what it's actually designed to do, its primary purpose of the subconscious is to manage and update our mental model of the world. And then based on that mental model, out there are threats and rewards. And we are genetically programmed to avoid threats and acquire rewards. And the modern world is completely different. Everything's abstract. So, you know, you, you don't walk into the jungle, catch the monkey, come back and eat it. Instead, what you do is you decide on a life path or a career or a way of spending your time and then you have expectations from that as to what you're going to achieve. And all, all that our culture and our society can offer us, really, is some sort of material benefit in return for some sort of effort. That's it. And they don't marry up. They don't align. You know. the, the hardest workers aren't the wealthiest people. Uh, to, be, to be successful, you need to put your time in. But there are a lot of people who put their time in and, and they end up with nothing. And the, to, to, to see that operating, it, it just, even just at the most basic level, what it means is that there's a threat everywhere. So there's a threat. So there's a threat to our career, there's a threat to our status, there's a threat, threat to the approval of our peers, there's a threat to uh, our wealth, there's a threat to what we have, our, our connections to our family. And then we get to the real world, and this is what is actually being a human being is all about. I had a discussion with one of my students yesterday who's she's adopted the quite natural naturally because it is natural because it's taught hierarchical perspective of life in and status in society and, and it's it's a you can see it, it's always a pyramid. And so you've got a pyramids of competence, you've got pyramids of wealth, you've got pyramids of attractiveness and fame and celebrity and all this kind of stuff. And there's these people at the top of the pyramid and there's these people a little bit further down the pyramid and then, then there's, there's like me at the bottom and, or whatever it might happen to be. 
or even if you feel like you're somewhere up this. And that's really unhelpful because that's not how human beings are designed. The the human beings are designed for a two-dimensional model. It's flat and it's like a network. Okay, and what it is, it's a network of human connection. And what we're designed for is to find our way to the middle so that we're surrounded by connection. Yeah, that's what we want. And instead, what we get is this perception that there's, there's various hierarchies and where are we in the hierarchy? Hierarchy is a really unhelpful term and it's a very unhelpful perspective. What we actually want is to be as close to as many people as we possibly can. And so what does this closeness consist of? What it consists of is fulfilling connection. You know you have a fulfilling connection when you meet with somebody and you, you, at the end of that connection, you come away feeling fulfilled. And what fulfillment is, is you don't need anything. So that, that's what we're all looking for. And, you know, you, you sometimes hear people say, you know, all, all, all that human being, beings need is love, but what they, they fail to actually define that. So I, de- I define it helpfully. Unconditional love is approval, acceptance, appreciation, attention and affection. Acceptance, happy with you, who you are. Approval, what you do is good by me. Appreciation, I like to spend time with you. Affection, it can be everything from a smiley emoji to a big hug to deeper affection. And attention, when you speak, I listen. That's all we want. And when you find that sort of relationship, you, you have a way of building your spiritual energy, your emotional energy, your physical energy, and you come away feeling empowered. And that's what everybody's looking for. And tragically, most of us are looking for it in the wrong place. And this is the basis of how we have to navigate our reality. Is it any wonder that we get up in the morning and the mind is going churn, 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 and we go to bed at night and the mind is going churn, 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 churn. It's like, of course, it's trying to make sense of all of this. So we're looking in the wrong place for the wrong things in a society that gives us the things that we don't really need as a replacement for the things that we do and somehow it's all supposed to make sense. So the what, how, how do we intervene in this process? <clears throat> Actually, what we want to do is just throw a spanner in the wheel of that particular machine in our minds. We just want to go, stop it. it it's, it it'll all sort itself out Everybody in this room, everybody I ever meet, has the capacity to become a connector and a super connector and meet more people and 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 get to know them and gain value from the connections that that you have with them and bring them fulfillment and you fulfillment. So this is the most wonderful thing: is when you meet somebody and you connect with them, 
and you know that when you leave that connection, you're energized and they leave that connection, they're energized. That's what it's all about. And the, 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 the way to find it is just to look for it and then discover what you're doing to get in the way of it. And what's getting in the way of it is how you think, how you feel, how you behave. Stop it. And the way to stop it is to intervene in these three things. Yeah? The body, the physiology, your physiological response to your experience, your emotions... You, you just want cal calmness isn't about it's not a switch on switch on switch off switch you, know, you go you go and sit on the beach is the sea calm today yeah. and it's the same am I calm today and so some days lots of waves other days it's calm and what we're looking for is a way to find the calmness what we want to be able to do is to go out onto the beach and go calm sea and for the, for the waves to diminish a bit. They don't go away, but they just diminish a bit. At, and in the mind, in the body, and in the emotions. That's three sorts of calmness. I've been teaching this particular session for something like five years, three sorts of calmness. Uh, and, it, and it works really well. So I predict at the end of the session, you'll all be very calm. <laughs> and that's, this, that's why we want to do it. Because when we're calm, we notice the sunlight in the oak trees. We connect, we're able to connect. You can't be approval, approving, appreciative, um, accepting, give, even give people, you can't give people your attention if you're not calm. Because your mind has taken over. And, and, you know, of course you can give and get affection. That's actually the easy one. <laughs> you know, the, the others are really difficult because they're all about me. So let's say somebody's really, you know, let's go back to the in-law scenario. Okay, accept the in-laws. What, what accepting the in-laws consists of, it's really easy. You're accepting how they make you feel. It's got nothing to do with the in-laws. And accepting is allowing yourself to feel that. You allow yourself to feel how the in-laws make you feel. Or the difficult neighbour. Or the white van driver. Or whoever it is. Because without actually noticing that, and then working on some practices, you're not going to discover which practices calm down that emotion. Or that physiological response or your, your mind going ten to the dozen. So on to the practices, and notice how it affects you. you know, it, it really doesn't matter how stressed you are, how anxious you are, or how busy your mind is. In another 45 minutes, you're going to be calm. Pick out the practices that work for you the best. It's like a Chinese menu, size of a tabloid newspaper, Hundreds and hundreds of different practices and meditations and stuff. I know I tend to teach a broad number, but although I focus on a handful of really useful ones, and they're going to be the ones today, you find the ones that work for you, and you use them. So when you go into a Chinese, you don't have to eat the whole menu. You just pick out the ones that work for you, become experts in them, 
and what they're doing is helping you to become an expert in yourself. That's, what, that's the, the path, as they call it.